Well, there are new reports this morning about Donald Trump's handling of potentially sensitive national security information while he was in the Oval Office. According to the New York Times and 60 Minutes Australia, Trump allegedly shared information about his calls with the leaders of Ukraine and Iraq with Australian billionaire Anthony Pratt, who is a member of Mar-a-Lago. Pratt is also a key prosecution witness in Trump's classified documents case. Now, the reports revealed that recordings of Pratt, who gave an interview to special counsel Jack Smith, and in those about Trump's call with Iraqi president, Pratt says, quote, Trump said, I just bombed Iraq today, and the president of Iraq called me up and said, you just leveled my city. And he said, I said to him, OK, what are you going to do about it? He also recalled Trump sharing information about that infamous call with Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky, where Trump pressured him to launch an unfounded corruption probe into Joe Biden, saying, quote, that was nothing compared to what I usually do, Mr. Trump said in Mr. Pratt's recounting. Pratt also offers searing critiques of Trump's personal ethics, saying he, quote, says outrageous things nonstop. Meanwhile, Trump is responding to two of his allies who flipped on him, taking plea deals in the Georgia election interference case. Trump tried to distance himself from campaign lawyer Sidney Powell, writing on Truth Social, Ms. Powell was not my attorney and never was. She pleaded guilty to six misdemeanor counts in a deal with the Fulton County DA, Fonnie Willis. Another pro-Trump attorney, Kenneth Chesper, also took a plea deal a day later, pleading guilty to a felony conspiracy charge for his role in trying to overturn the 2020 election. As part of both of their deals, Powell and Chesper have agreed to testify against their co-defendants, including Donald Trump, if they're called. With us now, CNN senior legal analyst Ellie Honig, former prosecutor in Atlanta, Sarah Flack. Great to have you both, Ellie. Uh, I thought this was interesting. So Kenneth Chesbrough's attorney, Scott Grubman, was on CNN over the weekend, asked all about this. Here's part of what he said when he was asked by our colleague if this guilty plea implicates former President Trump. Listen. Admitted his role in preparing documents that, at the time, he could acknowledge were false documents. He. Um, admitted to a conspiracy to commit the filing of false documents. But I want to be clear about something. He did not implicate anyone else. And listen, Ken Chesbrough is not interested in defending anyone. You know, I, I've read, oh, he's defending Trump. He's not interested in defending Trump, anyone, but he also didn't implicate anyone. He implicated himself. He didn't implicate anyone, but he's not going to defend anyone else, and you can bet he's going to be called. Yeah, he, he did implicate people because he admitted he was part of a conspiracy, which definitionally involves more than one person. In fact, during his in-court colloquy, they named off, the prosecutor named off the other people that the prosecutors believe were part of that conspiracy. Now, it may well be that Chesbrough is not able to say, I ever spoke directly with Donald Trump, by, but by saying, yes, there was this conspiracy, there was this agreement between me and others to commit a crime, that does implicate other people. But I do think Sidney Powell is the bigger threat to Donald Trump because we know she had direct contact with Donald Trump. So if I was Trump, I'd be primarily worried about Powell, secondarily worried about Kenneth Chesbrough. You know, Sarah, to that point, do we know specifically what Sidney Powell has agreed to, the implications of that, how this is going to play out going forward? Yeah, so we know that she has pled guilty. We also know that prior to this guilty plea, she proffered with the state of Georgia with Fonnie Willis and her prosecution team. What that means is that she and her attorney met behind closed doors, um, probably had a recorded statement or multiple statements that she gave um, 
kind of letting them know what all she knew, what documents she had. That proffer was a part of her plea deal. Um, it probably was recorded, and it probably will be turned over at some point to Trump and the other remaining defendants down the road. Um, she's also been required to testify at trial, and we also know um, that she's going to have to continue to um, cooperate with the state of Georgia. Um, again, she's going to be the bigger threat for Donald Trump because we know she was at White House meetings with him in 2020 after the election. We know that she was standing next to him at a press conference where he is talking about this election. Um, so she is going to be the bigger issue for Donald Trump and probably directly will implicate him in that proffer and in her statement at trial. And in fact, Ellie, if you look at look at this, this is Trump uh, in 2020 announcing his legal team. And he says, I look forward to Giuliani spearheading the legal efforts, et cetera, et cetera. And then he goes on to name a bunch of lawyers, and it includes Sidney Powell, who he calls a truly great team, and added other wonderful lawyers and representatives. So now he's saying they're not part of our, she wasn't my lawyer, but he wrote it. Yeah. I mean, he wrote it and he posted it. Well, let, let the distancing begin. We've seen this routine before. This is something Donald Trump does anytime someone flips on him. I barely knew the guy. He tried it with Michael Cohen. He tried it with everybody. And by the way, he didn't invent this tactic. Pretty much every powerful person who gets charged with a crime, someone flips, they say, barely knew the guy. To me, the million-dollar question with Sidney Powell is, has she come fully clean? Because it's one thing if she says, it's a good thing for prosecutors, if she says, yes, I'm guilty of these misdemeanors I pled to. We accessed the information of voting machines. And also, these statements I made about election fraud, they were lies. We knew they were lies. It was part of the big plan to steal the election. But if she's only going to admit, yes, I was part of this plan to breach the voting equipment, but the statements I made, I had a basis for, and we were still investigating, and there was nothing wrong with that, then she's a very you limited really value. Think that Fonnie Willis would have given her this deal if, in the proffer, she only went that far? So here's what I would say. If these were the feds, you would only take complete cooperation. State prosecutors tend to differ. What makes me wonder a little bit about the Fonnie Willis deal is she, she charged Sidney Powell with racketeering, but took a much, much smaller plea. Did not make Sidney Powell plead to racketeering. Only made her plead to misdemeanor. So that gives me a little bit of a question here. Sir, to that point, the I don't know her defense aside, what Ellie's saying there, what's your read on what this actually means? I think um, DA Fonnie Willis is very smart, particularly when it comes to these RICO charges. I mean, she has built a career on these kinds of charges. Um, and so I don't believe that she would uh, allow her to plead such a central role in Donald Trump's legal team to allow her to plead without a full cooperation. And like I said, I imagine there has probably been multiple meetings where she has gone in detail about what she knew and has provided information, probably even direct communications with Donald Trump. Fonnie Willis would not give a plea deal like this to Sidney Powell without knowing for sure she's going to testify favorably and implicate the president. Thank you very much, Sarah Flack, Ellie Honig. Great to have you both.